Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Rochelle Travers and this is The Leader. Hotter than the Sahara. London is breaking records for its temperatures at the moment and it's not over yet. The Met Office has given the UK's first red extreme heat warning and the UK Health Security Agency has issued a level 4 heat health alert, both running from Monday to Wednesday. Transport for London and train companies are advising customers not to travel unless necessary. Some schools are closed and there are experts predicting that Tuesday could even see the capital reach 41 degrees Celsius. I think it's safe to say it's officially too hot and our city isn't exactly made for this type of weather. But it might be about time we have to start looking at changing that. Ross Lydell is the Evening Standard City Hall editor and health editor. Ross, what are some of the risks with this extreme weather? Well, there are two main risks and the groups that are most at risk are either sort of newborn babies and young children who are essentially unable to help themselves and elderly people. The two risks are of heat stroke and of heat exhaustion. Now, heat stroke is the more serious of the two, and that is classed as a medical emergency. And if uh, somebody is known to suffer from that, uh, what you have to do is essentially dial 999 and request an ambulance because they probably need to be taken to hospital for intensive cooling and rehydration. Basically, what happens there is that people become very hot, very dry, and they actually stop sweating. And their body temperature may rise above 40 degrees. Now, that's incredibly serious. Normally, body temperature would be around 37, 38 degrees. And to have your core temperature increase there is very dangerous. So be on the watch for that. Probably more likely, though, is heat exhaustion. And this is something that can be remedied uh, essentially by going into a dark, cool room, lying down, drinking some water and just sort of taking it easy basically keep out of the out of the sunshine out of the direct heat especially during the day but the problem is that many people who will suffer here are people who have underlying illnesses uh, such as those who have been vulnerable to heart attack or had heart attack in the past stroke or various cardiovascular illnesses which means that their heart and lungs aren't as powerful as others who are in good health Dominic Robb said that people should enjoy the sunshine. Is there an argument that we're being too cautious here? I think government ministers are always concerned about essentially uh, giving this idea of the nanny state, especially Tory ministers. They don't really want to teach sensible adults how to suck eggs and uh, to be sort of seen as giving advice that sounds foolish. 
I, I think there is definitely an argument that as many people as possible need to be warned about the high temperatures. Hopefully everybody now realises either from uh, tuning into the news or simply from realising how hot it is outside exactly how much risk there is. You know, the, the reality is, and this is what Kit Malthouse, another government minister, said this morning on the radio and on TV, is that this is not unlike many people would experience at this time of year if they're unlucky enough to go on a foreign holiday. So take precautions and, uh, you know, remain hydrated. Uh, but th there is a sense, though, that some will be unaware exactly how hot it's going to be. And the other factor, of course, is the the, uh, the impact this could have on the infrastructure and actually getting stuck in a car or getting stuck in a train or a tube. That's when the real danger arises uh, to, to people. So that's probably part of the, the reason for the warning. Uh, but by and large, if most people are sensible, they can stay out of it. It might be an uncomfortable couple of days, uh, but they shouldn't end up in hospital if they're uh, behaving sensibly. Can our infrastructure cope with these temperatures? Uh, not very well. Uh, according to TfL's updates this morning, pretty much all of the underground, which is overground, I know it sounds a bit daft, but there's actually more underground track actually overground and thus exposed to the uh, extreme weather, such as the district line, you know, the either end of the central line, the top of the Bakerloo line. All of these lines were running with speed restrictions, even from nine o'clock this morning. And that then had a knock-on impact on the trains going through the tunnels in central London. Now, if anybody has had any experience whatsoever of the central line, they will know even in the middle of winter, it can be quite unpleasantly hot because it can be crammed. And many people sort of sat there in close proximity to one another. I cannot even bear to think how horrible it's going to be on the central line today. Lines such as the district line, the circle line, those trains are air conditioned and are bigger, uh, but it's not going to be pleasant. Uh, but basically, the tube infrastructure is really struggling today. Uh, TfL has closed the Hammersmith and City line already for the whole day. Even the Elizabeth line, the brand new line, is struggling at either end, you know, where it pops out of the tunnel at Paddington and again at Liverpool Street on those overground sections as well. There are issues as the tracks get hotter. And the, basically the danger is that the, the steel rails will actually warp in the heat. That means that the trains have got to go much more slowly to prevent the risk of actually falling off the rails. And by going more slowly, it means they can't stick to timetable and everything else then just knocks back and you end up with passenger journeys taking much longer than they would otherwise do. Do we need to look at our infrastructure in light of the rising temperatures in general? It's no longer a rare occurrence for this to happen. Well, I think there's probably two key lessons from this. One is about the wider climate emergency. Obviously, the UK can't do everything. Many emissions come from the US and from China and from developing nations such as India, but the UK can play its part. And perhaps this needs to uh, essentially lead to the concern about climate change and extreme weather being taken more seriously. You know, it's only a year ago we actually had extreme flooding in London with uh, both in sort of Kensington and Chelsea and actually in Waltham Forest, where not far from where I am just now, quite a number of houses were flooded out and uh, the residents still are not back in their homes there. So extreme weather seems to be here to stay and also becoming more... Uh, more prevalent. The other issue, of course, apart from climate change, is actually in planning restrictions and in making sure that when we build new houses, that they are able to withstand the heat. 
the issue here is that houses have to be very well insulated normally to save energy costs in the winter. But what this does, of course, is that once uh, summertime heat gets in, it's very hard to get that heat back out of the building, particularly with so many new flats now having lots and lots of glass, you have, end up with a sort of greenhouse effect. So I think that has to be a consideration too. How well can houses be cooled in the summer as well as how well can they retain heat in the winter? What's some of the advice being given to people to stay safe and cool? So probably some of the key advice today came from the London Ambulance Service, which said, please only call 999 and what it called a genuine emergency. Now, basically that means is, don't waste their time unless you're seriously ill. Unless they say, if you dial 999 just now, you'll be asked two things. Are you breathing? Are you conscious? And it's almost the scale now that if you are both breathing and conscious, then try looking on the NHS 111 website instead for medical advice or phone the 111 hotline. Don't try and call an ambulance. They're expecting 8,000 calls to the 999 number today. On an Even on a busy day, they would get five and a half thousand and be struggling to cope with that so the last thing the ambulance service needs just now is any sort of calls that are really not life-threatening to help them uh, cope with what's going to be an incredibly challenging couple of days because obviously while many of us are at home staying in the shade we've got paramedics out on the road trying to do their best to keep everybody healthy in terms of general advice you know it's like stay out of the sun especially in the afternoon keep drinking pull your curtains down, don't let the sun into your house. Uh, You know, there was advice last night saying actually open your windows and doors early in the morning, let the cool air come in, then close all your doors and windows and try and keep the cool air in and that that can help to keep the house cooler for longer rather than opening all your windows. Essentially, it is stay safe without trying to sound like Dominic Rabb here. Uh, It's like follow, you know, good common sense advice, do what you think, don't go... Uh, running around the park don't go for a two-hour bike ride don't go for a a drive in the car don't get on the tube essentially just chill out I know it's like both the the phrase uh, both in terms of your mental state and uh, the reality you know chill out take it easy it's only going to be 48 hours by Wednesday we have rain forecast and the temperatures are due to drop by about 10 degrees to around sort of mid high 20s that'll be much more bearable so essentially chill out, take it easy, just let this pass. It's only 48 hours, and by Wednesday or Thursday we'll be complaining about the rain. Let's go to the ads. Stay there to hear more from Thames Water about the growing concerns over potential water shortages. Whilst you're here, why not give the leader a rate and follow? Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewellery from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. 
Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Welcome back. With the extreme heat comes more water consumption, and given the dry winter we had, could restrictions soon be on the horizon? Here to tell us more is Andrew Tucker, the Demand Reduction Strategy Manager at Thames Water. At the moment, we're going through a fairly unprecedented uh, heat wave uh, that's impacting a lot of different um, parts of our daily routine and our lifestyles, whether it's train travel or um, or just you know dealing with the the higher temperatures at home and trying to sleep well. Uh, of the last eleven months, nine of them have been below average rainfall, which means that we've didn't get the uh, the winter recharge into our rivers and our, our groundwater that we would really like to have. Uh, and at the moment, we've got highest you know almost demand sorry record levels of water demand from homes and businesses across our area. So roughly ten million people or four million homes are using more than um, a lot more than they would normally use. And that's just because of the hot weather. We want to stay hydrated. We're drinking more. We're probably uh, maybe showering a little bit more inside the house. But the big impact is actually the additional water demand that's happening in gardens, so basically outside the house. Things such as hoses, sprinklers, paddling pools, uh, other sort of water-using activities you might have. Uh, and that actually adds a significant additional chunk of water that the, the customer base out there is wanting. Now, now that our water is local. So it comes from our local rivers. It comes from streams and, un- and groundwater aquifers. So the more water that people demand right now all at the same time, it means that firstly, A, we're going through our uh, finite reserves faster than we would like to. And secondly, it also means that when we're using the same time, sometimes the actual demand for water can outstrip our ability to abstract, treat and pump that water. And that's an issue too, because you, you might have customers with experiencing lower pressure or no water at all, which we don't want to do. The heat is obviously extreme at the moment. So people will inevitably be wanting to use more water in an attempt to keep cool. What's the advice you're giving to the public? Yeah, there's lots of really simple advice that people can take on board. Uh, quite simply, we want to pe- we want people to stay hydrated. You've got to stay hydrated in this weather uh, and look after your health and especially anyone with uh, you know vulnerability to heat. So that comes uh, as a priority. But it's all the non-essential water use, such as paddling pools, you know, watering lawns. Uh, that, that it's not really needed at the moment, and we're just asking people to to go easy on the that non-essential water use. Let the grass go brown. It will be it will bounce back uh, as soon as it rains. That's the grass will go green again and it'll be fine. But we are asking people to sort of pull back on the simple things that we uh, that all make a massive difference when you multiply it across the entire southeast region. So shorter showers, turn taps off when you're not using it, uh, fix your leaky loo if if you have one of those, because uh, each one of those can be more than doubling your total household's daily consumption. And when you're outside in the back in the back garden or the front, um, just go easy on the water consumption there, and and don't water things you don't have to. Should we be concerned about restrictions coming in? We're hoping to get through the summer without sort of um, facing the need for restrictions. I know people are concerned around restrictions or host pipe bans. We're monitoring this very closely every day, uh, looking at how much water we've got available to us versus the the volume of water that homes and businesses are demanding. So at the moment, we're okay, but um, we, we don't have any rainfall uh, on the, the long-term weather forecast. So if the dry weather continues and the high rate of water consumption and demand from homes and businesses also continues, then we need to reassess things. But we need, we're monitoring this daily, and if everyone can play their part, we do reduce the risk of having restrictions further into the summer. 
And that's it from The Leader. This podcast is back tomorrow at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season, when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.